Yesterday, as you might have seen, the online fundraising company GoFundMe released an official public statement stating what to me I hope for you was the obvious, that I have never started a GoFundMe fundraiser, never accessed a GoFundMe fundraiser, never benefited from a GoFundMe fundraiser, never withdrawn funds from a GoFundMe fundraiser, and they searched every GoFundMe that I've ever been associated with publicly, privately, every email account I've ever owned, and made a public statement basically repeating what I have said for years and and what should have always been obvious, that of course I have never raised and stolen or spent or misappropriated a penny of any money ever raised on GoFundMe or any online platform. And I want to dig in and talk about it. I know some of you have heard about it many times. And if you're listening to the podcast, that means you are 99% likely already a supporter. But let me unpack and explain what we're dealing with here. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The the, the Breakdown. The Breakdown. The Breakdown. First off, thank each and every one of you who uh, have gone to freemarvinguy.com. Please, if you have not already gone there, go. This is an emergency campaign where we are trying to stop an execution at its most likely point. Let me explain what I mean. When someone is convicted of murder and in one of the states that still has the death penalty, and I'm for the complete eradication of the death penalty all over the world, including for the people that we may loathe and despise and hate, because it's rarely used against people that we loathe and despise and hate. It is exponentially more likely to be used against black people, poor people, marginalized people who can't afford attorneys. And you might have seen me post yesterday in 1951 in the state of Virginia, which it shocks people to know that Virginia has executed more people than any other state in the country, not Florida, not Texas, Virginia. In 1951, they executed seven black boys and men for the sexual assault of a white woman. And and, and this week, they pardoned those men. Yes, those men have been executed. It's a posthumous pardon. Uh, obviously, after their deaths, they were murdered six years ago, I mean, 60 years ago by the state of Virginia. The the likelihood that you can stop an execution after someone has been convicted of a crime and sentenced to death is almost impossible. It's not impossible. It has happened. Um, The death penalty is frequently overturned because of the dedicated work of of groups like the Innocence Project in cases where DNA evidence exonerates someone. But it's nearly impossible. 
when someone is sentenced to death, it is nearly impossible to stop it, to overturn it. And how you do that is a, a, a path that is fraught with challenges. The most accessible point to stop someone from being executed is to stop an innocent person from being convicted and then receiving the death penalty. Marvin Guy is an innocent man in Colleen, Texas, who was charged with a crime that he did not commit. Police raided his home in an outrageous no-knock raid after they claim that someone said he was running a drug operation out of his home. He was not. Marvin was gainfully employed, was in a a beautiful relationship, was a a church-going man. They found no drugs, no drug operation in the home, and they busted through doors and windows all over the house. Police dropped a stun grenade that exploded on, on accident and began shooting from every direction. Marvin, who had a gun, like most people in Texas, shot through the window to protect himself. A police officer was killed, and many other people, including Marvin and his girlfriend Shirley, were all injured in the attack. Colleen, which is a conservative place, has since banned no-knock raids because they have killed multiple people, including officers and other innocent black people in the town. And last year, the town, with the support of Grassroots Law Project, the town banned no-knock raids, in part because of what happened with Marvin. But for nearly eight years, he has been in jail just waiting. No trial, no conviction. Eight years! He's been there since early 2014. It's unimaginable. And you can go now to freemarvinguy.com to support him. We're in this for the long haul. We're committed to Marvin and his family, and we're going to push in every way we know how. Yesterday, we launched our campaign for Marvin, and if you go to freemarvinguy.com right now, you can also see the full documentary that we produced telling Marvin's story. I'm hoping to be able to post that across my socials today as well. For years, uh, ironically, going all the way back to 2014, it's, it's, it's an interesting story. In 2014, I started seeing people say uh, that I was stealing from the family of Eric Garner. Uh, I later came to know the family of Eric Garner. Eric Garner's daughter, Erica, who passed away, became a good friend of mine. But I, I have come to know uh, his other children. I, I literally spoke to Eric Jr. this past week. Uh, I came to know Eric Garner's wife, his mother. And at the time, I didn't know them. I just knew, and I talk about this at great length in my book. I mean, I was traumatized and activated seeing what I have always called the public lynching of Eric Garner. It changed me. It impacted me. And I began advocating for justice and accountability for this family right away. 
eventually left my job to do this. I, I was working as a communications director for an environmental charity in Southern California at the time and uh, threw my life into what became the Black Lives Matter movement. And I started seeing like open white supremacists. At the time, uh, Twitter and Facebook and other platforms had very little checks and balances to stop white supremacist accounts. I mean, it was awful. And open white supremacist accounts started saying that I was stealing from the family of Eric Garner. But the family of Eric Garner didn't even have a fundraiser. And finally, Erica Garner, who I didn't know at the time, finally came forward and said, like, please, everybody, stop bugging my grieving family with these lies. This man has done nothing but help us, and we don't have a fundraiser. And I, I thought that would be the beginning, middle, and end of it. Of course it wasn't. Soon after that, just three weeks later, Michael Brown, a teenage boy who had just graduated from summer school in Ferguson, Missouri, was shot and killed by a Ferguson police officer in the middle of the street. Painful, painful moment, eight years ago, almost to the day. And... um. Darren Wilson, the, whose, whose name I rarely utter, the police officer had a fundraiser, which raised hundreds of thousands of dollars, nearly half a million dollars. And the family had a fundraiser. And of course, I supported and promoted that fundraiser. Benjamin Crump, who was the attorney for the family at the time, asked me to promote it and support it. I had promoted other fundraisers that he had had in the past for families that he was representing. And right away, the same people started saying that I was stealing from the family of Michael Brown. I didn't have access to these accounts. I, th- I believe that was a GoFundMe as well. And just foolish. Like, you know, just ignorant. Of course I wasn't. And, you know, I've had to say this you know, once a month for eight years now. That's a crime. Stealing from any of these families is an actual crime. A full crime. And anybody saying that I'm doing that. It's not just wrong and unethical to say it, but you are accusing me of a crime, which is also just ignorant. Like, like, do you actually think that I am committing crime after crime after crime in the open, publicly? And, and what I've come to understand is that some people actually believe it. Because if you hear something enough, because it, it continued to be said over and over and over again. If you hear something enough, people begin to believe it. It's kind of this theory that if something is said enough, it must be true. And what I have tried to tell people is, no, even though you might have heard and seen this a million times, and I mean that literally, I have trended across social media over and over and over again for, quote unquote, stealing from GoFundMes. I had so many people yesterday who wrote me and said, Sean, I can't tell you how many times people have said, don't work with this man. He steals from GoFundMes. It's never happened. It is a local, state and federal crime to do anything with money intended for those families. 
I've never had access to the money, never touched the money, never held the money, and of course, never kept or spent a single penny. Raised for any families impacted by police violence or anything else. Nonetheless, the lie continued to spread, and ultimately, that is also bad for GoFundMe. Because if it is believed that some dude can just constantly steal from GoFundMe's without repercussions, it's bad for their business model. And it, but it's just not true. And finally, GoFundMe issued a public statement saying, it's just not true. And even after we posted it, people said, I think he made this up. <laughs> I, I think he wrote this himself. Okay, again, again, you think that I not only committed crime after crime after crime, stealing from families, but, but committed public fraud by saying, GoFundMe sent me this letter exonerating me from stealing from GoFundMes. But I made that up too, which is another crime of of fraud. And and I'm literally, you know, I just took a screenshot of what they sent me. And so they sent me a link. GoFundMe literally said, here's here's a link to their website. And I posted the link and said, listen, whatever excuses you all have, and, and you know now I I don't know what they're going to say. What, what I'm I'm uh, I'm colluding with GoFundMe. <laughs> you know, like no matter what I do, and, and I I have to laugh to keep from crying. I'm get you know I'm giggling, but I'm not happy. Um, this is what it's going to be. You know, I already saw people say yesterday. Well, but maybe he wasn't stealing them from GoFundMe. What else? What 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 else? Where else? Show me. You know, I've I've said this before. Please report me for theft and fraud to your local police, to the police department where you believe, to the city and county where I stole something from. Report me to your attorney general. Report me to the national attorney general. Report it. But right now, no one wants to report it because that would be filing a false report. And so instead, people just tweet it. And it's frustrating because Twitter and Facebook and Instagram and others do nothing to stop these things. Nothing at all. And, and I'm going to keep on pushing. And I'm going to keep on helping families. Don't, I don't care what you say. When families need help, I'm going to be there to help them. But if you go now to my Facebook page or my Instagram page, um, you can see it there. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep on doing everything I can. I know people say, hey, man, why are you why are you defending yourself? Until you've been accused of real heinous crimes. You might not understand the need to defend yourself. And and maybe you've heard me say this before as well. People are literally confronting me in the streets over this. People have interrupted my speeches and events to say, how dare you 
steal from, and then fill in the blank. This family, that family. How dare you do that? I'm not talking about conservatives or trolls. I'm talking about black folk. Gullible black folk who believed the BS that smut blogs and, and, and random people spread across the internet. Until you've experienced this, this has impacted my actual life. My children have had people ask them about these lies. It's impacted my life. It's impacted the way I do the work that I do. So, yeah, I'm going to keep defending myself. Just, it's, it just is what it is. I, and if it irritates you, please leave. M- move on. If you hate to see me defending myself, go somewhere else. It's what I have to do. I'm being accused of, of an actual crime over and over and over again. And I'm going to defend myself when I have to. And yes, I hate doing it. Yes, it's exhausting. And if you think it's exhausting for you to see my Facebook post, imagine living through it. You understand what I'm saying? And so thank you for understanding, seeing it. Thank all of you who've been rocking with me for years and years. Many of you have been here with me since before the Black Lives Matter movement. Uh, I've been a public leader almost my entire adult life for 25 years. And, uh, you know, some of you have been rocking with me that entire time. God bless you. Appreciate you. Uh, Today is a full day where we are back on the justice train for Marvin. And uh, this is going to be a battle that doesn't just last a few hours or a few days or a few weeks. We're in this for months. And uh, we're going to do everything we can. When you go to freemarvinguy.com, you'll see all the action steps you can take. Love and appreciate all of you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist, Retirement Savings, Investment 101. We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Mom.